Welcome to the Citizens of Life podcast. I am your host, Anya Hildreth. I am a thriving single biracial mom who grew up as a third culture kid who balances being an engineer, raising two kids, an integrative wellness life coach, and podcast host. I also live with type 1 diabetes and Hashimoto's disease. My passion is helping stressed out, overworked single moms navigate and balance their personal and professional lives a process of empowerment I call becoming a citizen of life. Each week, I'll be discussing and interviewing professionals from around the world that I've gotten to know on topics involving our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. I hope these conversations will inspire you to create your own unique integrative wellness journey to healing in order to be the citizen of your own life. So grab your notebook, a pen, Have an open mind and an open heart, and let's get started. Hi, citizens. This is your host, Anya Hildreth, and you are listening to the Citizens of Life podcast. And today we are talking with holistic life coach, Fasana Patel, about finding the millionaire within her, being comfortable in your own skin. Fasana is a holistic life coach, hypnotist, and healer whose mission is to inspire a divine consciousness within women of the world. She specializes in helping her clients heal from generational, ancestral, and childhood trauma in order to show up as their most aligned, authentic, and confident selves as divine women on a mission. Her integrative techniques have been proven both throughout her personal, ever-evolving transformation, where she's refined her process working with souls and clients over the last seven years. She teaches the wisdom and techniques for any woman to do the same in her signature program, Intimacy, or better yet called, Intimi I See. It's a six-month healing program and integration experience for women ready to walk into their next level of success. Fasana's passion is to help women develop their consciousness around embodying the identity of their higher selves and increase the abundance, flow, and harmony in their lives. She does this using her proprietary approach, leveraging her background in sociology, quantum NLP, hypnotherapy, holistic nutrition, psychology of disease and philosophy, where she uses 20 years of experiential learning to empower and teach her clients to do the deep healing, integration, and embodiment work to co-create a life they absolutely love. Her love for this work is rooted in her deep belief that we all have the ability to self-heal so that we can attract our heart's desires with ease. So grab a glass of wine. Yes, wine would be more appropriate for this type of conversation because it's going to get juicy. And join me in this intimate conversation about how we are to love all of ourselves in order to grow into our own millionaire mindset. And for once, can we normalize the stuff people are afraid to talk about? Either way, I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. So we have Fasana Patel here with us today. Oh my gosh, Fasana, I'm so glad to have you today. You have no idea. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I was just telling you before we went live that I was nervous about having the conversation because I'm so curious about how women are going to take this because it can get, we're going to get deep, you know, and it takes a person with depth to understand what we're going to have a conversation about. But really, it's in all actuality talking about the comfort in your own skin. 
So I want to talk to you about that today. But first, I want to hear about what you do. Tell me about what you do. Your bio, by the way, is amazing. Oh, thank it's you. It's so sexy. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I just rewrote it. So thank you. I appreciate and receive all of that. What do I do? Well, what don't I do is a better question. I have been working as a professional life coach since 2015. And the only way I can explain to you how I got into this career was not necessarily by choice consciously. It was more God sort of nudging me out of the direction of wanting to be a family lawyer to represent single mothers who are being, let's say, mistreated by their baby daddies, right? Their ex-husbands, if things didn't work mm -hmm. out. So that they could, yeah, so that they could receive the support that they deserved. You know, that's uh, a personal story mm -hmm. that I grew up in with my mom and my younger sister. And so, of course, since grade five, all the way up till third year university, that was my dream. And in third year, I had my first higher self download. And there was this very wise voice that was like, so Fasana, what do lawyers do every day? And girl, I had no idea. I was like, oh, that's a good question. When I actually <laughs> took a step back and I took a step out of like me just being laser focused on this goal, I really had the opportunity to incorporate some of my soul's desires, which I didn't have any idea about, but I digress. What I do today is I help women activate. I help them activate their divinity that lives within them. I help women come mm -hmm. into the clarity of the self-identity that's necessary to understand who we are as authentic, sovereign, confident beings that are here in this world to actually raise the vibration of the planet. And the way that we do that is by creating abundance, prosperity, wholeness, love, and connection in every area of our lives. Oh, I love that. That's exactly how I feel, which is why I resonated with you so much. I heard you on, matter of fact, I think it was Shana's, one of Shana's things you had, you came on for a bit and which is my stepsister. And I was just like, ah, I love this chick. She is speaking my language. The way you just describe and you do it so well and so beautifully. And the things that you say and how you depict that divinity within you is you do a wonderful job. I've already told you you're a marketing genius too. And I love that you're able to do that. I love how you said God puts like this seed in you. That's funny because it's it feels like that happens to a lot of us. I know if it happened to me. I know it happens to a lot of women, but you have to follow it. And when you follow the nudges, and like you said, because I was thinking when you said that, when did I get my, you know, there is no specific time or like time and place where I can say, you know, I got a specific download here and there. It just happens. It's just like, that's how the universe works. And you either accept it or you don't, but you have to kind of answer it. And that's what you did. You answered it. You were like, wait, well, hold on, <laughs> a lawyer? So now here you are, completely different than a lawyer. <laughs> but you're doing this beautiful thing for women. And you've even given me a couple examples of like your best friend, of you know people we know, of how you're able to allow these women to feel comfortable in themselves, which makes them so confident in themselves, which allows them to do what they want to do, what God really has for them to do. I love that piece of it. I love that piece of it. We talked about the title. We kind of went back and forth for a little bit. 
So we're calling this the millionaire within her being comfortable in your own skin. So take me through what your course is about anyways. That's what I want to know because I love it. My course is just magic in a box. It's magic in a program. I waited for seven years to seek out and sought out the knowledge and the wisdom that I needed in order to really embody these principles. And for years, Anya, women around the world have been asking me, can you please teach a course on how to be more confident? Like you just seem so unapologetic in the way you show up and you speak so well. And, you know, you do this, you're flying around the world doing these world tours and, you know, all these business ventures. And I'm like, huh? I didn't understand why they were looking at me as being such a confident public figure when on the inside, internally, I was like, girl, I'm just getting started. I'm just listening to God and the direction he's calling yes. me. In. Right. I have so ah. much more work to do. I have so much more work to do. I'm not even close to being my best self. However, in this moment, however, I am that person. I am her. I am my best self. And that's something for anyone listening, for any women that are out there that resonate with women like Anya and myself. I think we all have this desire, this urge, this hunger, this craving to show up as the best version of ourselves. And yes. since the way that I see this is that, and this is literally my motivation strategy, it's been the thought process that picks me up when I'm down. It's been the thinking that has literally let me rest and then pulled me out of seasons or moments or days of depression. It's simply the fact that God put me here with this fire, this flame inside of me that just keeps on burning in this direction of the fact that, look, you are a blessed woman who is highly favored and you're here on purpose. Like, what are you going to make out of your life? Because I don't know about you or any of the beautiful souls listening to this, but I wasn't raised with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, I was raised <laughs> by a single mother who ingrained hustle, grind, and let's work multiple jobs yes. for roof over our head and feed ourselves. Yeah. And one of the main reasons I wanted to become a lawyer other than to represent single mothers, because I have such a passion for single moms, because I was raised by one. But the other reason was because of the money. I wanted to be the first lawyer in my family. I wanted to bring in a quarter million dollars a year. I wanted to be this woman who just had it all together, had it all figured out. Until, of course, again, you know, like we were talking about, my higher self came in and kind of nudged me a little bit and was like, hey, girlfriend, so do you think you'll enjoy <laughs> doing that like in real life or no? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Do, do you think everyone has that fire? OK, so full transparency here. Right. Because this is a safe space. My fire is like the brightest fire that I have ever come across based on the amount of trauma and depression and anxiety that I have, I'm going to say suffered with since childhood. Like my fire just kept getting flamed year after year, first realizing that 
I feel so helpless in this life as a child, as a teenager, and then young adult. Because again, we don't know what we don't know. We weren't these self-empowered women back in the day. And I felt like the world was so against me. I felt like life was so unfair. I felt like I'm a great person and I'm a beautiful soul with a beautiful heart. Like, God, why? Like, did you forget about me? Like, what's going on here? Like, why aren't I able to look as pretty as the other girls or lose this weight? Cause I was really overweight for most of my life. Right? Like why, why can't I release this weight and be in good shape so I can be confident like the other girls and wear tight clothes and, you know, attract the boys and all these things. And to answer your question, my pain has been my biggest motivator because I learned how to transmute that into my power. And I'm only learning now how to really share this story with the world because I was ashamed. And we're going to get into the conversation around sexual liberation because the shame and the guilt and the judgment Mm. and fear that we carry as women who are supposed to learn how to release that energy and transmute it into love, confidence, authenticity, and truth that's been a huge driving factor in my life. So this course is literally designed to take a woman from where she is, help her peel back the layers of her onion, meaning let's get to the core of your soul. Let's get to the real reason, the divine purpose, if you will, of why you're here. Because women typically come to me when they're frustrated, fed up, burnt out, exhausted, overwhelmed, or they're in the beginning of their spiritual awakening and they just don't know it yet. And it feels like the world is just coming crashing down and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to embrace that pain to catapult and, you know, transmute, like you said, in order to harness it. And when you finally do, it is the best feeling in the world. And I was telling you earlier, and thank you so much for being so real with the audience. That helps a lot of women. And I'm sh- I know you have an idea. <laughs> so thank you for that. I honor that in you, actually. Thank you so much. I appreciate that because you said you were even overweight at one point. It's funny because and then you went back and earlier and you said, you're not this perfect woman. You're still working on yourself continuously. However... <laughs> You know who you are, you know the divine in you, and that's beautiful. You know, that's good to know because that for the women out there that are listening, I want you to know that we're all working on this at the same time. We're all working on this together. But when you step into a place of being divinely aligned, it allows you to move through life much easier in following that divine path that God has for you anyways, because he lives inside of you. So if you just listen to him and get aligned with that, Oh, then that's when here we are, women starting our own businesses, knowing that we can actually make more than a lawyer, straight up, straight up. That's the way the world is changing now. And a lot of us are doing that and creating courses and not working as hard because we know damn well working as a lawyer (laughs) would have been a lot. And a lot of us have this is that we're working at places and we know we have this gift. We know we want to get it out, but we don't know how to. And like you said, women come to you when they don't even know they're at the beginning of their spiritual journey because they really don't know how to identify it, let alone identify the issues that happened in their life. You know, their traumas, their issues, 
So I, I honor you that for that, for saying that. That was beautiful. And your course, oh my gosh. Hell, I want to take your course. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Oh yeah. my gosh. You would love it. I Listen, I pre-qualify any client that I work with based on energy alone. And I, 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 don't, I don't know how much we're allowed to curse on this podcast, so I'm going to keep it PG, okay? But yeah, dude. If- <laughs> no, dude, you're fine. Okay. okay cool. <laughs> the audience should know by now that I curse. So okay. You're cool. good. <laughs> if, we vibe, if we vibe at similar frequencies, honestly, I'm only owning this power for myself now. Like I said, I've been in this game for seven years. Most coaches only last in the industry for two or less years, like two years max, because what ends up happening is they end up seeing their shadow everywhere, their ego everywhere, the projections of the unhealed and wounded inner child or energy that- Yes, ma'am. They see that everywhere around them in their relationships, in their fitness and well-being goals with their business and finances. And it is not an easy train to stay on, but at the same time, the reason that I'm still on it and I'm only really just getting started is look, I have a high convincer number. Okay. I need to really know that I'm sourcing from truth before I go out there and say to women, listen, because girl, I know my influence. I know how, right. I am, right. I know that people look up to me. I've been in this game for a decade when it comes to using social media to put out positive uh, information and just, you know, teachings. And so I don't ever take that power lightly. I I believe that with great power comes great responsibility. And so this program literally takes women that are already awakened to their purpose, but it helps to create a sense of integration. It's the embodiment program where literally I'm not even, I'm here to be your soul sister and to give you divine strategic power moves that you can choose to make. But all in all, the techniques I'm using in this program are proven quantum techniques that basically help shed and release any of the limiting beliefs, the negative emotions, and the paradigms on a subconscious level that are no longer serving you. Because the thing is, and we're going to get so controversial in this in this episode, you guys, I hope that for those of you out there listening, I hope and pray, we set an intention, we set a prayer before coming on here that this is meant for you specifically, because I have been an entrepreneur for 10 years, and I have had moments of struggle and pain and sacrifice throughout the journey, just like everyone else. But one of the main personal goals that I have, and I believe that most women have this goal. I am a sociologist as well. So I'm able to really speak objectively because I'm always studying like divine women like ourselves and what our, let's say, collective desires happen to be. It's the same for all of us. It's literally the same thing. We want to travel the world, make our own money, create impact, serve God, (laughs) and love, attract the most amazing, woke, conscious king who is going to love us and do all sorts of things to us, right? And, you know, support. Hello, girl. (laughs) He's going to support us and empower us and encourage us to continue on this path of enlightenment, if you will, and becoming the best version of ourselves, because every single day we have a new opportunity to do that. So yes, the program is more about you learning deeper who you are and why you're here. But also as we ground your roots into the earth, 
And as I hold your hand through taking certain aligned action steps that you may have been afraid to take because the stuff you're dealing with actually has like childhood or generational trauma, like woven into the scenario so deeply, but you're too scared and ashamed and, and just, just living in this fear. And you don't want to tell anybody about it because you're this high powered, empowered, successful female, this goddess who other people look up to. So if your shit is not all in order, there's that huge thing called imposter syndrome that gets to us more often than not. Well, for me, I have literally lived that life for 10 years where I have let certain situations in my life really, the words that came to mind were go to the shits, you know, really just, I just kind of swept them all under a rug the same way my mom does it, the same way my ancestors must have done it. I let it all just right. yep. right. kind of pile there, right? And and the thing is, is that if I had a mentor that was a soul-aligned, trauma-informed professional like me, mm-hmm. I would have already been well into the tangible millions in my business, right? Yeah. So that's really yes. what I'm doing here. Like it's, I mean, people wonder why I'm confident. Well, it's because I know who the fuck I am. I'm aligned like I actually know my inner child of a relationship, right? I honor her every day. I never had a childhood. I was raised by a single mom and I'm the eldest of two kids. So I was busy taking care of my sister and helping my mom keep shit together while she worked three jobs to keep a roof over our head, right? So there's that conversation. There's how well do you know your ego? Because one of the biggest things about women I'm going to say this and people might want to throw a pie at me, but you know what? I'm saying it anyways. One of the biggest things about women who are going through this journey of self-empowerment is the unconscious ego that creeps in along the way where Mm. we sometimes Mm. think that it's a divine download. We sometimes think it's our higher self speaking to us. We Mm. sometimes think it's our intuition Whereas, no, sweetie, no, if you're not manifesting your desires with ease and grace and flow, guess what? I tend, yes, I tend to only speak on things that I've accomplished, but also maintained. Because and you really shouldn't speak on anything if, if you have it. I mean, that's one of the first lessons you learn when you're, you know, it, it just, you, there, you always learn lessons in hindsight anyways. And then once you've learned your lesson, you've created your boundary, are you woman enough to stick to that boundary? Because if you ain't woman enough to stick to that boundary, the man angle, the person you with man or woman, whoever it is, they're not going to be the one that's going to stick to your own boundary either. Okay, hold on now. Oh my goodness. Can I pack some stuff here? Oh, girl, I have worked so many notes. Okay, so I want to park it in a couple of spots, okay? Whoo. So let me let me go back. Having a business, being an entrepreneur is the most healing thing you can ever do. Period, point blank. <laughs> like you yeah. said, if you aren't dealing with your childhood traumas, whatever, whatever it is, it, it's something. It, everybody has issues. Then owning a business will, it will peel you back like an onion and force you to address it. If you aren't woman enough to address it, and by the way, if you're in divine alignment, it is so much easier. But if you're not woman enough to address it, it's going to be difficult. Because if you're, if you're constantly one of those people who wear a mask, and you're not in, sitting and standing and, and breathing and living in your true authentic self, 
then you're not going to be able to learn the lesson. And it's going to keep repeating over and over and over again, because the teacher is always silent during the test. God does not speak when you are being tested. (laughs) He's got to make sure his child (laughs) is going to get the lesson that is being downloaded and make sure that unconscious ego isn't grabbing a hold of you because it can. And without a coach, sometimes you can't recognize it because your ego can be strong if you let it, (laughs) if you let it. But yeah. if you stay grounded, if you stay in that divine, that divine alignment, I know we keep using the same word, but it's just such a great word. If you stay grounded in that, you will be able to navigate life easier personally. Okay. So I had to say that. And then you mentioned, I don't know if you've seen this, but it was on social media for a while and it probably is still circulating, but there was some kind of like video where the guy, some guy would walk up to the girl and the girl would say, He's like, so rank yourself one to 10. And the girl was like 10. And he's like, really, you're a 10. So when I saw that, I immediately was like, yes, she's a 10. Everyone is a 10 in their own mind. They should be a 10. That's how you should look at yourself every single day. Like I'm a 10. I'm a fucking 10 every damn day. I don't know what you think, which I don't care. But I know because I'm working in that divine alignment, I'm a 10. I'm a 10. Because I I come from a place of love. I come from a place of respect. I respect myself enough to respect you, enough to to be honest with myself, enough to be honest with you. So I love that you were saying that. So it made me think of that that story. And then you said uh, finding the right man, and then you had gone into being you know being raised by single women, and it's huge because finding the right man to be able to be with women like us. <laughs> It has to be the right man. And you have to be every woman. And it's not just women like us. It's just every single woman out there that wants to find a good person and wants to find that man that is godly. What do they say? I want to find a good man. He's spiritual. He's loving. He's kind. Okay. Well, then that's got to be you. You got to make sure that you're embracing that about yourself, first of all. And if you're not, and if you have all these things that are creeping up and you're not dealing with it, that's not healing. That's not healing at all. So yes, I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, single mom. That's, this is the last point, the single mom before we keep moving on. Being raised by a single mom, girl, I feel you. I feel you. I think, now my mom, my grandmas, my aunts, they are so strong. Strongest women yeah. I've ever met in my entire life. I still look up to them to this day. They're just amazing women, but they're amazing women because of what they do for everyone else and not yeah. themselves. They would do anything for the people that they love. And sometimes they question the things that I do because I pour into my cup first. And some people just don't understand that. But really, that's how people should be doing, pouring into themselves first so that when you love yourself and respect yourself, you can do that. So that's what my mom taught me is she was, she's very much a woman who did everything for so God, she's such an angel. I call her an angel on earth because she just does so many things for people other than herself. Yeah. And she she forgot to put herself first. And she's told me that, you know, she feels bad almost for not putting herself first. And this that's what I wish for everyone, which is why I wanted to have you on because of the way you describe it, because of the way you talk about it. It's just so beautiful. It's just, a, it's so much better than I could ever say it, but you you say it so perfectly. Girl, don't, so yeah, don't. Don't say that. I've I've just been preaching this for a long time. <laughs> and I, I, love, I love that you said that because I will say that there's a parallel there, right? There's a reason why you and I, we do speak the same frequency. My mom was the exact same way. 
Like she, until recently, actually, she's always done everything for everyone else. And she never saw the importance to do the self-care to the level that, you know, she's now learning to do it based on me, you know, really putting it in her face. And the problem with that, ladies, if you're listening to this, and if you feel like that's you, the problem with that behavior is women who do the self-care and come from a place of self-love, you have a deeper clarity in your purpose and reason for being. You have a better sense of what your true heart's desires and passions are in life. You understand how to create peace and happiness moment to moment. Whether, you know, you suffer from anxiety attacks. Listen, we're spiritual women. There's a lot of energetic things that happen through us that we don't really talk about a lot to other people because they are going to think we are crazy, right? Like, let's just, let's just give credit where credit is due because the type of, of, <laughs> of stuff that we go through and we're still able to show up and perform the way that we do. I just want to high five every woman who really gets this conversation, right? Because it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. And so if you're looking at a woman who is really successful, she's beautiful, she's glowing, she's happy, she has a great body, you can tell that she's actually happy in real life. Those women usually are women who are coming from places of self-love. So the opposite of that, right? The opposite of that would be women that are bitter, women that are resentful, women that are jealous, envious, angry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, unhappy, right? Unfulfilled. If you're feeling that way, it's okay. We've got to accept where we actually are in the present. But if you are feeling that way, then the way to get to the first group of people, which is absolutely possible if you're willing and able to commit to this process, is by understanding where you're expecting validation, where you're expecting respect, where you're expecting love and appreciation from sources that are outside of you. We've got to really understand how to show up as whole women because the type of men that we're looking to attract in our lives to build with, they don't want codependent women. They want interdependently ready women. They want independent women who understand who they are, right? So I love what you said, because it's the truth. If you want a man who's at a level of consciousness where he's spiritual and he's healed and he's a great father, oh. Commit and yes, he's, he's just a man of God. Then show up as the woman of God that you are. And you know what? It might not happen today, it might not happen tomorrow, but you know what? There's no settling in our lives. We don't do that. We are never the type of women to settle. Mm -mm. Be patient, be patient because the man that God has for you, he will show up and come to you in divine timing. Yeah, there's so many great men out here, and a lot of us don't want to settle. And it's not fair that we should. I always say that. And that's the thing. That's the part that you were talking about, that sexual liberation, you know, making sure and then how some people aren't staying in their businesses for long, because they have to realize that the healing is huge. And you have to be consistent with the healing. If you're not consistent with that every single day, you will lower your standards, you will fall to a toxic, you will, you know, you will fall to where 
people call them different things where demons can attach to you or, you know, the devil can test you and then you fall prey to it. You are constantly having to work at keeping that divine alignment within yourself, you know, and spirit lives in all of us. The Holy Spirit lives in all of us. It's following your intuition and trusting your intuition and owning that sexuality. You talked about when we talked before the four stages of being awoke. And this is our definition of being woke. It's an awakening. (laughs) It's the awakening to the divine in you. So talk about that, the four stages of being woke. Yes. Okay. So as I've mentioned throughout this conversation, you know, there has been a lot of opportunities for growth presented to me in this lifetime. And so thankful to the situation that I was brought up in because it really helped me identify and and become very confident in my masculine energy. I became a protector. I became, you know, the security. I became the person who kept it all together with the structure and the organization, the grounding force and anchor in my family and all good things. But the thing is, is that what I didn't realize was how disconnected I was to my feminine energy. And I just want me to. Yes. Right. And, and it's beautiful because again, like our whole path has really been coming back to that divine feminine energy within us where we stop trying to force and push things because now we know that if it's forced, it's you, but when it flows, it's God. So if something's not flowing, right. If something's not flowing, then maybe instead of stress about it, overthink it, like my mom calls it old talk, you know, gossip about it and just continue (laughs) eating the problems, maybe we should just take a bath, you know, draw a bath up and put some sea salt in there and some essential oils and light some candles and, or maybe go for a walk in nature, you know, like get grounded. And it's almost like you've got to learn how to distract yourself when the devil shows up in your mind and he wants to play. Because all he's doing is he's going to try his best to distract you from what's really important and from what your priorities are in life. So the four stages of awakening, the first stage is victimhood, right? The first stage is when you don't know what you don't know, right? You're living in effect according to the law of cause and effect. When you look at it from a performance and fulfillment perspective, 95% of human beings are living in effect, which means they have excuses and reasons why they haven't achieved Mm. their goals or gotten their results. So if there's only 5% of people, and guess what? Just to kind of like poke a hole in this like bubble of social media that social media has created, like 98% of the influencers that you see online don't have as much as we think they do. It's marketing. Yes. If you get really if you get really good at that, it's great. But the issue there is that it sets an unrealistic expectation of what life looks like for so many other people, which is why it's so important for us to discern between our egotistical desires and our soul's desires, our heart's desires, right? But step one is victimhood. And that's when you think life sucks. Oh, why me? Why is this happening to me again? Lord, please. You're not willing to do anything about it. You're not getting out of your comfort zone. You're not taking a look at the situation and asking yourself, you know, how am I at cause for this? Like, what is it that I'm doing that I can change to create a different result? Because the definition of insanity is 
doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result when we know that that's not how this works. So that's step one, victimhood. Now, most people listening to this, I highly doubt that they're in that step, which is awesome. High five. I want you to give yourself a hug right now. If you know, I'm going to give myself a hug. Right? Right? If you know that you're putting in the work, you have been committed. Yes. Healing and growth and girl, it's a journey. So buckle up. The next stage is the empowerment stage. So the empowerment stage is when we start to break out of the matrix, right? We start to really understand that we might have some conditioning, some mental conditioning that we were, let's say, either raised with or that we learned from the school systems, maybe the media, maybe our favorite influencers, that, hmm, this feels better now. I'm going to choose these thoughts because they make me feel better now. This is awesome. And that's the stage where we really learn that we're co-creating with a higher power, right? We learn, we learn that we're co-creating with God in his beautiful universe. And so the empowerment stage is great. It's all fun and dandy. And girl, it's so funny because I can literally see where someone is on this journey based on just learning a little bit about their story, learning how long they've been on this journey for, and just listening to goals. Because again, like I said, our goals, they're kind of all the same at the end of the day. When we chunk all the way up, we want to have amazing relationships that are rooted in divine love. We want to travel this beautiful world when it is safe to do so. We want to have the bodies and the confidence to really express ourselves as these beautifully shaped, blessed women. And we want to earn our own income through our own source. We want to do God's work while helping other people and being highly compensated for that. So that's the beginning, right? That's the empowerment stage. Then we go to stage number three, which is surrender. Now, this this is probably my favorite part of the conversation because I was raised by a woman that had a lot of unconscious ego in her that taught me a lot. Like, thank God I have the mom that I do because she has been the biggest blessing and teacher in my life because she worked her butt off to get to a certain place. And after decades of doing that work, It was just this continual perpetual cycle of doing that work and trying to get to the place. Now, I share this because the surrender stage, it occurs for us to really humble us, to really help us understand, yes, we are made in his image. And let's also remember that if we're really here doing his work, He is going to universally test us over and over and over again, which acts like the refining process, if you will. It acts like the incubator of our current self becoming that refined, shiny, polished diamond who is actually our higher self walking around embodied in who we are meant to become, right? Yeah, the surrender phase can be really painful, I've noticed that a lot of my clients are women that allow me to hold them while they go through this phase. 
it can last for quite a long time if you don't really identify your whole system in life, your wheel of life, and fill in any gaps that um, may be missing from your neurology or your strategy. The surrender phase is really like to help us clarify what's really important to us about life versus what's not. And what our true heart's desires, like our divine goals, like what are they actually in real life? Because now we can understand at a higher frequency that, you know what, we really are here doing his work. And if we're actually committed to that, life may not end up the way that we wanted it to. But when we learn how to embrace and embody the art of surrender, it actually ends up even better and more magical and more miraculous than we could have ever imagined. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's the surrender phase. And then the fourth phase is the awakening phase. The fourth phase, I like to describe it as this is the phase where you're just naturally living in divine alignment. You're experiencing quantum flow. You are financially abundant. You have the most amazing relationships that set you up for massive success because of the equally yoked exchanges that are provided amongst whomever you choose to have inner circle, right? Absolutely. At the end of the day, we're all here just to heal ourselves and then inspire other people to do the same thing. That's really, I believe, what all of our divine purpose is on this planet when you really chunk it up. But the way that we go about doing this is different. It's unique. And when you get to like the sexual part of our conversation, I'm excited to share some, just shed some light when it comes to that topic, because we were chatting about this earlier before we went live. And not a lot of women talk about it this way. At least we haven't come across them. And it's such a liberating conversation to have, knowing that we're women of God, but we're also incredibly sexual beings. And to understand how to harness power that exists in that conversation. I know that in my life, I'm about to have an amazing quantum leap because I'm about to put myself in the situation where I'm able to experience things in a more divine way, unlike I ever have before. So, oh my God, yeah. I cannot <laughs> wait for you to share that with the public. I cannot wait. So let's go, let's get into the sexual conversation. Okay. You know, you had, you've touched on it, but one of the things that, so I grew up overseas. I know your mother is from Trinidad. Yes. And so I know you've got that, you know, different culture in you and living and growing up overseas. I can tell you that women embraced their bodies totally differently. Mm -hmm. um, I was just talking to a girlfriend earlier. I think brown and black people just do it really beautifully because we kind of haven't had a choice or we're able to jump from stage to stage in different flows and still be able to be this woman here there. Let me explain what I mean. Yeah. I can be a professional at work. I can be a sexual being. I can be, I can have my music on loud in the car and listen to rap or whatever and just jam it out. And then I could just turn it on and turn it off quickly. But that's yeah. what we've had to do to be able to navigate the world especially with how you know we're treated. But mm -hmm. in turn, it's given us thicker skin. 
And it's allowed us to be, you know, these women of multifaceted women, I suppose, is what I'm looking for. And I love that. And I want hope that women can embrace all sides of them, including their sexuality. And so that's why I wanted to have a conversation about allowing women to embrace their sexuality and owning it. Fat, skinny, short, tall. It's not about anything but knowing who you are, healing those wounds, being woke, our definition of woke, right? That might not be the world's definition of woke. And being woke to the point where you're, you feel beautiful and amazing. And I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I would dance in my room, belt out singing, sometimes be naked, whatever. And I still do that as an adult. I love that. It's so freeing to me. Like when the kids aren't home and they're with their dad, (laughs) I love just feeling sexy and just dancing to music when I feel in a sexy mood. Or the opposite, you know, sulking with popcorn and a love struck movie or whatever, whatever it is, I'm honoring that emotion. I'm honoring that in me. And I know there it lives in all of us. And the more we can identify with our sexuality, the better we'll feel anyways. But I just noticed, and we were talking about it too, you know, I just think that, you know, the world embraces sexuality a lot differently than the United States does. And when I found out you had, you know, Trini and you, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Because a lot of women here, they're just very timid about it. And that's just not freeing. So yes. What are your thoughts about that? Girl, okay. So, oh my goodness. Like I receive everything you say to me always, because again, you really are such a beautiful soul sister. You remind me of my true divine, authentic nature when sometimes I'm like, okay, let me just again, be vulnerable. And listen, there has been so much awareness that's come to me as I'm in my surrendered phase in life right now, just realizing, you know what, it is okay to be this sexual woman. It's not like I'm over here throwing it at everybody. That's not what we're talking about. I'm extremely, extremely selective with the people that I choose to engage with in an intimate capacity. But that's not even what we're starting with. It's really about intimacy, meaning into me, I see, right? It's about, okay. I love that when I heard it too. I was like, oh, yeah, take a nap of life. That one, yeah. (laughs) Right, write that down. (laughs) Into me, I see. It's always about self-awareness. You know, I started teaching self-awareness in 2015 and nobody wanted to listen And I was like, what is wrong with you guys? Okay. The external world is a reflection of your internal universe. Why don't you want to learn more about how we can change it? Like what's wrong with you guys? Like I was just (laughs) like having all of these divine downloads and nobody wanted to listen. So I started putting them on social media. You know, I started going live and I started just having rants on Facebook and people started tuning in, enjoying it. And people started like following me like more and more. And some even would say like, you literally sound like God in a woman's body here on earth. And I'm like, whoa, like this is okay. We're on to something here because that's the highest using you. Right. Ever. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So what I remember from past relationships, because again, you mentioned earlier that I was overweight. It wasn't for a period of time. It was most of my life. And I struggled with loving myself. I struggled with the way that I looked and with not being able 
like with having such a hard time to release this weight, I was carrying about 50 extra pounds. And I worked out at one point twice a day, I dieted, I did every diet in the book, I bought the pills, the lotions, the waist trainers, the, the potions, the all the things I could find that were marketed to helping women lose weight and nothing seemed to work for me. And so, you know, I was frustrated. I was fed up. It went back to God. Did you forget about me? Like what's going on here? And my, my body image was very negative and I felt disgusting. I felt like I really didn't like what I was seeing when I looked at myself and that hurt me because I'm like, I just want love. You know, I just want to be loved right. and I just want to give love. That's all. Is that too much to ask for? Like, and it just, it mm -hmm. ate away for, for years, if not decades. And so this whole conversation around starting to feel more liberated and own my sensuality, my feminine energy and this like sexuality, I mean, it's been a journey and it's been a wonderful one at that because the thing that I like to talk about when we talk about sexuality is, again, it has nothing to do with sex. Like it has nothing, like, do we all love sex as the primal beings that we are? Yes. Especially when it's great. Right. Like, Hello. <laughs> right. Yes, we do. But intimacy and loving yourself is also related to having mental clarity. It's related to understanding your ability to manifest, you know, it's, related to healing yourself from depression organically, holistically, and having an improved mood. It, it's about having a heightened sense of self-awareness, more intensified spiritual experiences, right? Like, I don't know about any of you guys, but I suffered from anxiety most of my life where there were these negative, demonic, dark voices chatting around in my head, telling me that I wasn't good enough, telling me that I would never amount to anything, telling me that I would always be lonely and fat <laughs> for a long time. And that was very, very hard. That was really hard. And that's a lot of people's stories. Yes. So how do we use this conversation around sex, make it less taboo, and then understand that we all come from sex energy. We are sex energy when we choose to embrace it. And instead of thinking that this conversation only is related to, oh, you know what? If you want to be a goddess in real life, you better learn to love sex and do it all the time, all day long. It's not about that. If you can afford to do that, then pay power to you, right? But <laughs> it's about understanding how to really transmute your sexual energy into channeling that energy into having a focus that is going to help you literally attract everything that you desire because now it's like you said earlier we literally live the same life you're my twin because i blast my music i love to sing dance <laughs> myself by myself in the house i go to the gym and sometimes to the music i'll literally just be like low dancing and even though i know i'm not it's not like i'm full out whining in the gym i'm not doing that but the energy that I'm emitting into the universe, the frequency that I'm giving out, the vibration I'm sending out into the world. There you go. I can, yes. feel, I can feel all eyes on me at the gym based on the fact that I'm just in my own beautiful vortex in this beautiful world that I am consciously creating through my divine alignment 
which music is such a huge part of that for me. I, I love to channel the energy of my favorite artists and leverage. Oh gosh, tell me about it. Right? See, it's, it's, I oh. love it. Leverage all of that. Are you kidding to- me? I will put on, it's different. Like sometimes I'm like in a girly mood and I'm just like, girls just want to have fun. And then I'll yep. turn on like tank and be like, yeah, girl, get it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit. Are you kidding me? I damn sure do. And I think every woman should, every woman should embrace that shit. Are you kidding yeah. me? I just, I honestly feel like you know, I, I feel so bad for the women who, like you were talking about earlier, who are just kind of going through life, not not embracing that, thinking negative thoughts about themselves, digging themselves into these terrible holes where they just feel so shitty about themselves. And because you know why? We both have been there. That's why. And it's such a different place than coming from a place of knowing who the fuck you are. And if you want to yeah. dance with a cute little outfit on, then damn it, you're going to fucking do it. And it doesn't matter who's in the house. Nobody needs to be in the house. It can just be you. <laughs> but it's embracing that piece of you. Yes. You also mentioned, oh God, I got to go back to what, oh, you said into me, I see. Girl, that was dope. What? That was beautiful. And the self-reflection piece, you said, so it's not about sex. But I, I do want to dabble in this for a second because I don't know about you. But when it comes to me and the sexual relationships that I have, to me, I think sex is the highest form of communication. I don't want to, (laughs) it's it's emotional, it is spiritual, it is mental, and it's physical. Are you fucking kidding me? It is all of that in between. So my sexual energy is sacred to me. Yes. And I know what I can do. That ain't the problem. The problem is, are you confident in yourself to share that sexual energy with me? And because we need to be on the same page when it comes to that. I'm sorry, period, point blank. That's how I look at my sexuality. Hey, to each their own. But in my divine alignment, my sexuality is everything to me. So, you know, I'm going to treat myself as I would want someone else to treat me. So- And when you get into that intimate moment, girl, there's nothing more fucking euphoric yes. okay, <laughs> than, than that moment of being with someone that you care about and love deeply and can share these intimate, tough, intimate, I see, girl, mm-hmm. moments because mm-hmm. they are truly divine. They are truly, you know, universal. It just feels amazing because, again, it's the highest form of communication. You're literally talking with all four languages, <laughs> you know, and it's so- all of you. <laughs> Here's something delicious for you to think about, okay? This Give is one of the reasons I, I love, love <laughs> so much. I freaking love, love. Check this out because if the oh, me universe, too. Me too. Right? Oh, my gosh. If the universe- I love is- it. <laughs> Think about it like this though, right? If the universe is literally, because again, I, I'm, I'm speaking to the women out there that might hear us and be like, oh, I wish I could be more like her. I wish I can be more, you know, just self-expressed and more confident. And listen, I have been doing interviews for the last few weeks with very high powered, successful women. And about 82% of these women admitted to me that I don't really feel confident in initiating physical contact. I don't really feel, yes. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because being a trauma-informed coach is so important to me because again, when women that are like us, fierce, independent, strong, raised by single moms, you know, maybe single moms ourselves, and we're, we're really used to living life 
embodying our masculine energy, it doesn't leave much room for us to peel the layer of the onion back that much more so we can heal the wounded feminine or the wounded masculine. Mm. And Olana, we're, we're not going to dive into that topic on today's conversation, but you wanted to talk about physical sex. So let's go there because ladies, if you do fit into that category, you can heal. You can heal. May this be your divine reminder. Continue to do what you feel called to do because when you do raise your vibration out of whatever it is that's holding you back and keeping you stuck, you're going to love yourself and the experience of sex that much more because you've done the work for yourself. So you were talking about, let's talk about sex right now, because the thing is, is like, (laughs) we're always manifesting on some level or another, everything and everyone that we experience. So I am literally like, I'm going to say obsessed with the fact that every guy that I attract Now, mind you, I've always attracted great guys, but I attracted guys that had no interest in me. They were like my best friends, like big brothers, if you will. And I would be secretly in love and just hope that one day we'd have like this amazing like wedding and just be together forever and have the most perfect, beautiful little family. Like that's not how it works. We know that now. But if you were to tell a 15 year old person that, she would have been like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, no. Yep. But now today, it's like every man that I attract is literally this beautiful, delicious mirror of me, but in a man's body. Like, it's so cool yeah. how we yeah. see ourselves in other people. So when you do attract a man who you're excited about being with it's like mm, the soul that i've attracted like wrapped in this warm body who knows exactly how to touch me because we've mastered this art of rapport you know we have this spiritual mental connection and it goes so much deeper and beyond the physical that's like literally the video that's playing in my mind all day long so that i can keep myself you know what i'm saying girl whoo Thank you for saying that because that's, that is what um, I, yes, because we love love because we fucking love love. It is too great of a thing and it's, it can be such a beautiful thing. And when you attract that guy, oh, there's nothing more beautiful. So when you attract, first of all, you attract, girl, you attract who you are. You are a divine woman. And when you attract that same thing in you, girl, so that's called mirroring when you're, because your universe is going to mirror everything Mm -hmm. back to you people. So whenever you heal yourself, know that you're going to get that right back. So if you're mirroring to yourself, I feel fat, I ain't shit. This anxiety is going to kill me. My day is shitty. My boss sucks. Then that's exactly what the universe is going to give you. But if you mirror a healthy lifestyle, healthy eating, you feed your soul by feeding your body good food, you know, you tell yourself good shit, you're giving yourself that mental healing that you need on you, you the shit. And by the way, a grown ass man taught me how to be confident. When I was in my 20s and I was first starting in my career in sales, I was so nervous to go in front of these salespeople, these customers and, you know, do a sales pitch and stuff. And I started paying attention to this guy and he was like, he would literally tell himself, yeah, well, I know I'm the shit. And I'm like, yes. that's interesting how you talk to yourself, but I like how you talk to yourself. Like I should be yes. talking to myself like that. And the next thing you know, 
I find myself talking to myself in my head like that. Like, Anya, girl, please, you got this. Like, you got this. Yes. It is a job yes. staying, staying happy. It is a job being yes. in that place of love. But you were talking about the 82% of high-powered women don't feel comfortable initiating. God. Yes. But it hit a chord because I work in a male-dominated environment as an engineer for a transportation company. And at that place, and like you were saying earlier, by the way, yes. you were saying how you can easily tell a woman where they're at as long as I can have a conversation with them. You open up about some details about your history and I can tell exactly where you're at. That's the gift God's given me. I can see that in you because I know it in myself too. And I've seen it in my mother. I've seen it in every, a lot of other people traveling, whatever. But the masculine and the feminine, I want to hit on that a little bit because you got to balance the both of them. And I noticed in this male dominated run company, male, you know, men everywhere, women aren't embracing that in them. So they're losing it. And then on top of that, you got women like me who had a single mother because I, I love my mom so much. I almost overcompensated. So I, I treated, I did the manly things yep. for her in order to help her. Like I would open the door for her when we went to go out to a restaurant. I still do that. You know, that's kind of a man's job, but whatever, you know, however you want to look at it. A woman can too, don't get me wrong, but it's, you know, it's men like to do that. I find myself like putting the luggage in the car, you know, before flights and stuff like that. You know, when we were packing up and leaving, like, you know, just manly stuff, you know, or going in and asking for a table for, for three if, with my brother and, you know, or whatever, because I was technically a minute older. But my point is, I found myself doing these masculine things. And then I had to come out of it. And a couple of years ago, I'd say maybe five, six, seven years ago, I was dating a guy and... All of a sudden, I just, he was able to bring out all this femininity in me. And I felt so, it felt so good to embrace and I allowed it. I embraced it. Uh, I didn't fight it because I, as a young girl, I fought it because I was a tomboy. I was raised by a single mom, Miss Independent. You couldn't tell me shit, you know? And I was like jeans and t-shirt kind of chick. And now that I've embraced this feminine side of me and I'm, I'm able to balance my masculine and my feminine because I know at work, I use my masculine and that ego to be able to push forward through whatever issues I have. And then my feminine side is able to be the nurturing, open, kind side of me. And it's a beautiful balance that I implore everyone to work towards. And that's really what healing is, is balancing the two. But yeah. once you can do that and you're able to embrace your feminine and your masculine energy, there's a lot of possibilities in the bedroom. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So. Yes. Hey, check, check. You're going to love this. I pulled this up before we, we got on this call. It says here, the moment of orgasm is a holy glimpse into the divine. It is a moment of no mind, a moment when you temporarily merge with the oneness and lose your limited ego. This is why women like us who clearly are these divine souls who, you know, because you like when we first talked for the record, for everyone listening, I asked this beautiful woman. So, you know, tell me about your life. Like, what do you do? Like, and she, you know, you, you, you told me, you told me what you do for work and this and that. But then you said, you know, this business is like, my heart, like my passion, my purpose, like this is what we're doing here. And it's like, there's only 24 hours in a day. And yet here you have <laughs> like us having this conversation, you know, late at night to make sure this information gets out because 
it literally took us, I'm going to say decades to come into this understanding of really, really understanding that sex can actually be a tool, a technique, an act of, of love and expression that can connect us to the divine on an e- even deeper level, oh. right? Okay. <laughs> Take it there. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> if we're letting someone do things, I was going to say lick and suck and do all these things to our physical body, being naked with one another, it's the most sacred thing that we could. And that's the most vulnerable thing. And yes. by the way, let me go there for a second, because in yes. order for us to get to that divine place for both of us to get there, both of us have to have been healed. You have to, you can't have, because a com- you got to be confident. You got to be confident in the bedroom. Yes. The moment you're, you're like, no, I can't, I don't want to turn the lights off. No, we don't, no, we don't fuck with the lights off. We can, <laughs> if we feel like it and have a red light on, but we fuck with the lights on because damn it, we gonna watch ourselves and we gonna watch you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in order to do that, in order to have that kind of vulnerability, that kind of openness, because you can't, you cannot be afraid of what you have. You have to own it. You have to respect it. You have to love it. It's not a raunchy thing. You're supposed to be a freak in the bedroom and a lady right. out in the streets. I mean, right. come on, why wouldn't you want to be? So That's you've got to learn to be able to differentiate. Yeah. yeah. And instead women, you know, and women get comfortable. I got comfortable shit. You know, I got so comfortable in, in my marriage that I lost it. I lost that sexuality in me. And to be honest with you, I yearned to get it back. And I didn't know how to get it back until I was by myself, divorced on my own, you know, finally working through all that stuff. But when I was married, I would just remember, like, I want that back. I want that feeling. And mm-hmm. when you lose it, you got to get it back. And that's what I want every woman to remember. It's there. It is there. It is just you. It is just a a self-reflection of who you are, that confident being, being intimate with yourself, seeing who you are and loving yourself enough to have that sexual intimacy and vulnerability. It is completely vulnerable (laughs) to share that with somebody. So, and then allowing someone to come into your space to share that moment with you, you know, that's huge, huge, huge. So yes, this isn't a raunchy conversation. This is more about, this is real shit talk. This is real grown ass woman. It's a little raunchy, but I think we like it like that. So it's okay. Hey, all right now. (laughs) Right. Let's touch on that though, because if this were even me two years ago, I would have been like, no, 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 no. I don't agree with that. I would have put a pin in it because for me, I was still operating from that unconscious conditioning, right? People like this is, this is why I love, you know, human psychology and development. And there's just this field of transformation because there's paradigms that are rooted so deeply within us that we don't even realize that we're coming from yet. We think we know ourselves, you know what I mean? And so two years ago, I would have been like, no, I don't, I don't like that. No, I don't know. No, you want to do what? Choke me? No, no. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Look, listen, you got to let your ego down. You know, you got to let that ego down. And when you let the ego down, that's the vulnerability. But guess what? We're not going to be just vulnerable with anybody. So if anybody's doing that, it's because we've allowed you into that space because we trust you, because we've trust that you've done the healing not to be able to, you know, make that feel be an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Yeah. But girl, yeah, Yeah. straight up. (laughs) And 
Guys, and we're not here to judge any of you either. I mean, you are going to like what you like. It's just that when you are on this path of really wanting to just shed the conditioning that may be limited, right? The ego, the patterns that aren't actually serving your highest good, like the example that I just gave, right? I can't believe I just said that, by the way, that was like, wow, like, this isn't you. Two years ago, you would have done it. (laughs) No, two years ago, I wouldn't have wanted it. I wouldn't have done it. I would have been like, nope, nope, (laughs) you want witch hole? Nope, nope. mm -mm." Like it just, now it's like the reason why I can be playful around it And the reason I can be open to different things is because of the fact that I'm like, first of all, you know what? I don't know what I don't know. And second of all, if I'm judging something around the act of sex with somebody that obviously I'm with, that I trust, then what is it that I'm actually judging about me? What part of me don't I trust? Because again, we're always projecting what it is that we're feeling or who it is that we are on the inside out into our situations and relationships. Right. So it's just, I mean, the path of really aligning with source and really coming out as your fully expressed, multidimensional, authentic self. It's such a beautiful path because at the end of the day, if I could give any advice to anybody who's kind of like, where do I start? You know, what do I do? Like, oh my God, so much. It's like, go out there and put yourself out there, like gain experience, like learn what you really love versus what you don't. And In that sense, when it comes to relationships, learn to leverage your relationships for crying out loud. Learn which relationships actually support you, empower you, motivate you, inspire you to keep on climbing that ladder and keep on becoming better and better and better versus the ones that fucking drain you and the ones that judge you and make you feel belittled or that you're not, you know, that you're doing something wrong. Because those people need to either go yes. or be shelved or just let them know that you're taking a spiritual hiatus for about six months and that you'll call them then when it's done, right? Like it's, man, like we have- Some people so need much- even more than that. Some people oh, yeah. need more than six months. Oh yeah. Some, Some people, people just aren't on your level at all. Right. Like I have, look, boundaries, baby. Like I have a rule, like I've, I've been this way, quote unquote, outspoken, divinely rebellious for a long time, since my mid twenties, I've been this way. So now nobody knows, like I should say, everyone knows not to fuck with me when I'm in my flow. Like everyone knows, okay, she's doing her thing. Okay. This is, I actually had a woman that I, I love and cherish. She's someone I look up to. She's like a soul sister that I've considered a mentor to me. And I wrote a post the other day about women being submissive. I don't know if you want to go into that conversation today, but I wrote this Go post. For it, girl. Girl. Well, I wrote this post because the market that I'm really speaking to and the niche that I'm really interested in working with these days are women who have lived their entire lives in their masculine energy, right? And they're used to being in control. They're used to being the top dog, the alpha, because they've gotten really good at playing that role. And, you know, they, they're good at it and that's all they know how to do. So whether you're at work and you're in that alpha boss, babe, like mode in your corporate career, whether you're an entrepreneur and you're the CEO of your company or whether you get home and then it's like with your kids and maybe your husband, you're still playing that role. 
a lot of women have difficulty identifying where they can actually learn how to surrender into their feminine energy. So I wrote this post, right, the other day, and it says, submitting to the right man is like winning the lottery. Now, context before we get into this, I'm always talking from a place of divine consciousness. I have done everything for myself and my family, like we've done it for each other, my sister, my mom, and myself, our whole lives. And at the same time, it's like now being in a relationship that actually helps me fill my cup that much more because this man wants to protect and provide for me. Yes. And therefore, girl, like I remember a few months into our dating and he's like, babe, you know, you don't have to work if you don't want to. Right. And I was like, huh? Like I was, I was floored by him saying that because first of all, I pat myself on the back. Cause I was like, yep, bitch, you attracted it. Uh-huh. That was all you. Yes. That right. <laughs> I'm just going to say, yes, you did. Yes, you did. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but of course, you know, I, I, I did take a week to think about that, but again, I will never stop the work that I do because I'm just so called to doing it. But this is one of the reasons why we have a lot of women that, and this is why I get deep into the quantum manifestations. And look, you might love my energy. You might hate my energy. And either way, I am sending you love and light and just praying that you get to where you're looking to go in this life, right? At the end of the day, there's a lot of women who are realizing that I'm not going to say we fucked up. I'm not going to say that because you said it so beautifully earlier where it's like, it taught us how to be strong and resilient and resourceful. We're very strategic. We're more highly conscious in areas where other people who weren't put through certain situations may not be. So it's, it's a strength for us. But the point of me writing this was to say that if you choose to be consciously submissive to a healed man, how that can help align you with your higher self. And then I said, you know, let's look at this from an energetic standpoint, right? Like once you choose a partner who is healed in his own right, he's a great leader. He has his stuff together. He knows who he is. He's ready for commitment. He's emotionally available. He's spiritually conscious. He might have children. Maybe he's an amazing father, which just mirrors for you what it's going to be like if you choose to have a child, all of those things you'll be able to trust his ability to lead. And this is very challenging for women that are like me, because again, I'm used to being the alpha in the situation. But you know what they say, right? You can only have one alpha in a pack. But here's the blessing. Here's the blessing. When you do attract a man, I'm not going to say find a man because he, trust me, he'll find, if you do it right, he will find you. But when you attract a man, when you attract him who is ready and willing to lead, it takes a lot of the mental burden off of you for always having to figure everything out. Like yes, there's actually, yes. there's, there's energetic reasons from the masculine and, and feminine perspective. And again, you touched on it earlier. It's like, my opinion is the same as what you said. The real journey of healing here is for us to learn how to create harmony between our masculine and feminine energy from a divine place. And we're starting to see a lot of traditional roles, so to speak, come back into relationships. Now, I'm not saying that I will ever be a woman who will be kept, quote unquote, 
right? Like, no, that's not me. Like what you see is what you get. Like I'm pretty authentic in who I am. I'm only going to grow into, you know, a better businesswoman version of me really. And then mother and then wife, right? Not necessarily in that order, but you know what I mean. But it's like, why are we fighting as women to be right so much of the time? Why are we unconsciously resisting and repelling the very men that are out there seeking a divine goddess just like us who have the money and who have the resources and who have the capacity to love and respect and cherish us? Why are we resisting that? That doesn't make any sense to me anymore. I feel you, girl. I feel you. So I so feel this because with that whole submissive portion, it sounded like the woman got offended. Is that what happened? She got offended or something like that? Girl, please. Although I'm single, I'm a single mom. I know I can do anything I choose to put my mind to do, whether it's fixing my car, putting up my garbage disposal in my kitchen whatever, or taking my trash out, starting my business, being a great mom, whatever, whatever. I can do all of that. I would rather someone to be able to choose to want to help me because they care about me and love me so much. I'm not the, I could do anything I want to do. I don't need a man. Hell no. I want a man. (laughs) I want, and I yearn for that good man, because guess what? When you find that healed, let's just throw that disclaimer out there, healed. And I'm not saying you have to be perfectly healed. You have to be working towards your healing because that's what all of us are constantly working at doing because life is a moving target. You are constantly going through some shit, whether you realize it or not. You are not going to be healed and then, then, Lord, I'm healed. Nah, girl, because next week you're going to have some other issues you're going to have to work out and the devil's going to test you and you're going to have to make sure your boundaries are tight because you can't fall off course. So the healed portion and with that healed portion with the man, they could teach you that divine man can teach you so many beautiful things and actually can elevate your spirituality too when he's just when he's just as spiritual. Because a man in this in the spiritual world, a man and similar with females too, but the males, the masculine energy goes from a page to a knight to a king to an emperor. And once you reach that emperor stage, which is like divine alignment, is when you when you embody all of these energies, all four kings, same with the empress. And an empress is the embodiment of all four queens and in the spiritual world. So when you elevate in your frequency and you get on these spiritual planes and you can find someone in that same divine energy on that same frequency, now you're starting to teach each other even more it's the lessons that come with that. It's just a yes. beautiful thing. Yes. The reason why I don't want to be a kept woman is because a kept woman leads to codependency. Codependency leads to losing your motherfucking self. We cannot afford to lose ourselves because that's what gets you away from your divinity. That's what gets you away from your spirituality is depending on someone else for your happiness you lose it. You lose your power. And that's why I don't want to be a kept woman. I will be a kept woman, but I will also have my own thing just because I need to have my independence. Oh, you put it beautifully. Interdependence is what you said earlier. Oh, beautiful. Love that one. And that's what we strive to do is have that interdependence 
you know, still two separate beings, but we come together for that union, that vulnerability of the union. Oh, girl. Yes. So well said. We could. Um, I love what you said there. Beautiful. I'm so with it. Like it's, I mean, why, again, just to close off here with this piece of it, because again, it's even to me saying it, my conscious mind is still catching up. You know what I mean? My conscious mind is like, you're talking about being a what type of woman now? Submissive? And it's like, <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, it's just like, well, listen, he still wants me to run my self-empowerment, women's empowerment, like divine healing business. He wants me to pursue all of the different entrepreneurial ventures that I'm going to pursue. He wants to be someone that is an anchor for grounding in my life. Like, where's the problem in that? There's no problem in that. It's just that I'm the one who was so used to fighting everybody when I didn't think that they were like riding on my bandwagon or not because of the healing that I needed to do. Right. So I just, it's just crazy to me because there are so many women. And again, I'm not here to knock anybody. You do what your heart tells you to do, but I just don't want any female to wake up 20 years from now realizing shit, I could have had the thriving divinely passion based business and the divinely conscious man. I could have had both, but because I just chose to chase it for my success, I actually resisted and pushed him away. And now I'm here old and alone. Like that's, that's not the goal. And manipulating people with sex. Now that's the opposite. When you're not confident in who you are and you're not healed in your own way, you will end up doing what in the spiritual world, it's just just dark magic, which is basically playing mind fucking games, playing mind games with men to get them to fuck you or whatever the case may be using it against, you know, in a codependent relationship where you're just like, honey, but if you love me, you know, no, that's mind games. That's mind manipulation. That's not what we want to get into because that's not what a divine person does. You don't play mind games with the people that you love. You know, you you sit in that vulnerability and you allow the flow to happen between the two of you. And that's where the sparks happen. That's where the lessons can be learned. That's where you can learn from each other. That's what I strive for. So <laughs> I can't wait to hear what the comments are going to be like on these <laughs> so many different people, you know, because there's married women, there's single women, there's single mom women, there's, you know, single women that don't have anybody, whatever. There's just so many different kinds of women. So, but the point is, everyone who's listening is that we want you to heal in order to be confident in your skin, in order to be confident in that sexuality of yours, because it's there. It's there. It's God-given. It is powerful. It is very powerful. It's just how you use it and not manipulate people with it. Because listen, we're not dumb and we damn sure ain't ugly. So we know how to manipulate our, our power. That we learn young. Let's be clear. The media t- shows us how to use our bodies to manipulate men social media does, you know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being woke, awakened within yourself, within your body, within who you are, confidently loving who you are, and just worrying about yourself and not anybody else, not what anybody else thinks and just doing you. All right. So before we go, any last words? And matter of fact, I want to ask you this, what advice do you have for single working mothers like me? Oh, I love this. My advice would be to fall in love, fall deeper in love with God first and allow everything to just fall into place, allow it to happen 
for you. And in that sense, if you have been in the same place for a while now, and if you if you're thinking, okay, well, you know, it's easier said than done, or well, how do you do that? Reach out, reach out to to one of us so that we can perhaps give you some guidance and some awareness of self that you may be missing. Because the truth is, is that God is within us, right? God is within us. And our job is to continue to awaken the truth within ourselves and activate this, the abundant and light codes that make up our DNA, our divine DNA. Because once we do that, we become literally a magnet to each one of our heart's desires. And that does include the incredible, incredible conscious man that is made for you. So just keep focusing on God, just allow everything else to fall into place. I love that. That is perfect. That is perfect. That was the best piece of advice ever. Where can we find you? And what about any next projects you got working on? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram if you want the juicy content. My username is Healing with Fasana. And you can find me on Facebook. Just look my name up, Fasana Patel. Yeah, just be very open. Be open to receiving because I'm just here to share divine nuggets and love and light with everybody who's open to receiving it. And I want to see us all win. I want to see us all at the top. I want to see us all having the ability to co-create with one another and really, really just heal ourselves so that we can pass that legacy on to our children. And that's how we create this new world. Oh, I love it. So thank you so much for being on. I'm so excited we had this conversation. I was nervous at first, but I'm so glad we got it out. And we had a conversation about this. Women need to hear this. I hope that our words are get you into, you know, deciding to take, you know, Fasana's course. And it's a six month healing and integration experience for women ready to walk in their next level of success. If you are ready and willing and have an open heart and you know, you want to get to a place where Fasana and I are feeling in your divine feminine and just owning who you are, including your sexuality, your sensuality, your intimacy, all of that, then please go join our course, reach out to her DM or ask me and I will be glad to show you her information, but I'm going to have them at the bottom of the show notes. So thank you, Fasana. It has been a wonderful time with you. I can't wait to share this. Have a good evening. Thank you. Talk soon. Hi, citizens. I hope that episode was helpful and got you excited and curious enough to go explore more into your own healing. For guest bio info and details, please visit my website at anyahildrick.com. If you enjoyed the content, please do me a favor and go follow me on IG at Anya Hildreth Life Coaching and leave a review by DMing me what you thought and rate this podcast so it can help me grow. Also, for more free tools to help you along your healing journey, go check out my Linktree website on my Instagram at Anya Hildreth Life Coaching and check out the website at www.anyahildreth.com for more guest bio info. Stay tuned for the next episode.